Hey there, John Morris here, johnmorrisonline.com. Welcome back to another episode of The John Morris Show. So this was another question I came across over on Quora that I thought was pertinent probably for a lot of people. I, this question's fairly popular, and there's a lot of questions like it that are fairly popular over there as well. So I imagine this is a question that if, you, if you're not thinking about now, it probably crossed your mind at one point or another. So I want to sort of go through this and give you some direction with this. So anyway, the question was, how do you decide if you are a senior or mid-level developer? What is the main difference with a senior and mid-level developer? Now, what I'm going to do is I'm actually going to go through, because of the way the the mid-level developer, when we actually start looking at data, the way that works, uh, it's a little gray. What I'm actually going to do is go through senior, mid, and junior, because when you know senior and you know junior and we have a little bit more hard data for that sort of thing, mid sort of kind of comes into focus a little bit better. So we're going to go through that and I'm going to talk about the three factors that I think you really need to assess when you look at this, looking at the doing the research for this and looking at, at some of the answers that were over there. I think one of the things that people, you see people tend to focus on sort of one factor or the other. So they focus on maybe the amount of years or maybe they focus all the way in on what you know and what you can do and all those sorts of things. But I think there's actually a, a, a three different sort of criteria that you need to look at and evaluate. And Beyond that, we need to actually look at some real data and not just people's opinions or their vague sort of experiences. And so I'm going to show you where we can find some of that data and talk through it, talk through the different criteria and hopefully give you a really clear picture on what a senior level developer is, what a mid-level developer is, and what a junior level developer is. And then you can kind of know where you're at and know what you need to do in order to make that next step. So that's what's coming up on the show. Of course, before we do that, I do want to encourage you to head on over to store.johnmorrisonline.com and support the show. Also, of course, get the coding training that you need. And as a regular listener of the show, you can use the coupon coupon code JMO at checkout for 20% off anything in the store. So Again, my PHP course, my object-oriented programming course, my Upwork course, some of my website traffic courses, all those things are over there in the store to help you, you know, get going with your career, advance your career, uh, even do a little bit of internet marketing if you're into that sort of thing. So it's all over there. Again, store.johnmorrisonline.com. Get the coding training you need, but also help support the show. And again, twenty uh, coupon code JMO at checkout for 20% off anything in the store. All right, with that out of the way, let's go ahead and dive into this. So I first want to make a couple points, and then I want to talk, run through these criteria and show you the difference between a senior, a junior, and a mid. So first off, one of the things that I noticed with a lot of the answers and a lot of the information that's out there is it tends to be pretty subjective. And I don't actually think this is subjective because opinions are great, but facts are often more useful than that. And you actually, there is a way to get data on all this. So you might be wondering, well, where do you find data, like hard data on something like this? This does seem very sort of subjective. And the answer is, is you look at what, what, what actual companies are expecting when they hire someone at these different levels. Because ultimately, those are going to be the people that decide what they think is a, te- a senior level or a junior level or a mid-level. And if you sort of go through the data and start to to look at the trends you can start to figure out some sort of some sort of general criteria for what these different level of developers are so i don't think it's as subjective as people like 
make it out to be. And it's just a matter of having to actually sort of slog through the data, which I went over on Indeed and, and did for you. So again, I, I just don't think is it's as subjective as people think, because at the end of the day, it's the people hiring you that are going to decide this. So we can actually look at what they're, those people are expecting. It doesn't mean they're right, but at the end of the day, what does it really matter if you call yourself a senior level developer, but you apply for a senior level developer job or like 10 of them, and none of the people hire you because they don't think you're a senior level developer? You can call yourself a senior level developer all you want, but you can't get hired as one. So at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter. So again, it's not as subjective as people think. The other thing is, is following on for that, I sort of mentioned this, is it doesn't matter, right? It, it, all that really matters isn't even sort of the general range. All that really matters is what a particular company whose job you happen to be applying for a position at, what they think is a senior level developer. And though uh, just having looked through the data, there is some trends, but they can there can be some wild variations in that. So again, it's just a matter of what job do I want to apply for or what company do I want to apply at? And what do they expect a senior level developer to know? And that's, again, at the end of the day, that's all that really matters. And I would say beyond that, one of the things that I learned sort of early on uh, with management in particular was once you have a particular sort of title, it's sort of hard to lose it. You sort of have it from that, that point on. And my experience with that is when I was 20, 21, something like that, I got a management position with a company. They had a manager training program. It was like a 18-month program. I had went through it pretty quickly in about nine months. And I got promoted at a really young age to manage my own store. And so I did that, and I ended up – that's when I ended up going to Iraq after that and, and sort of changing careers and getting into coding but in all of that time when I was learning how to code and, and sort of figuring my what I wanted to do long-term career-wise out, I was doing sort of different random jobs and so forth. And every single time I applied, I would – at that time, I was really not trying to do management again. I would pr- apply for just a regular job. But I would have on my resume by that point two or three different management positions as my job history. They would just – they would – well, we don't want to hire you for this, but we have a management position. We want to talk to you about our management program and et cetera. And they would go into wanting to hire me for a manager position. And I I didn't want it. I literally could not not get hired as a manager. It was really, really difficult for me to get a job not doing that because of the experience that I had on my resume. So it's sort of a, a thing where once you have it on there, people just kind of view you that way and expect you to be able to do that. So I would say another way to look at this is you can call yourself a senior developer when you get hired for a senior developer position. And and it's, again, pretty black and white with that. So with all that said, again, I, I went over on Indeed and kind of slogged through the data over there and, and want to talk through then what the trends are that you will find. You know, keeping in mind everything I just said, there are some trends. And I would break these down into three different things. So the first one is time or experience, the amount of time or ex- uh, that you've spent in a p- particular position or the amount of experience you have with something. The second thing is performance. So what you're, they're going to expect you to do, you're going to see that on a lot of, of job descriptions that are out there, what they're going to expect you to do. And then knowledge. Again, another thing you're going to see, which is what they're going to expect you 
to know. So we're going to go through each of these with a senior, junior, and mid. And the reason I'm, I'm doing senior, then junior, then mid, because as I said, the mid is sort of this muddy middle that's kind of gray. But if you, you have more clear data with senior and junior level positions, and then mid is sort of in between that. And I'll try to give you some specifics here, but just keep that in mind as we go through it. So I'll, I'll link to all of this as well, all the links I'm going to talk about on Indeed so you can see for yourself and so forth. We're gonna, uh, I'll link to that over at uh, the show notes page for this episode, johnmorrisshow.com slash 274. But when I do a, a search over on Indeed for senior developer and just look through, I look through a couple dozen of the different jobs to sort of get an idea. I didn't go through all 34,000 or 42,000 jobs that were there, but I went through a couple dozen to just get an idea of the trends. And this was a cross language. So there were Java, there were C++, there were .NET, there was PHP, there was even other stuff that really didn't necessarily mention what uh, exact languages and so forth there was going to be. So this was across a bunch of different sort of industries and so forth. And what I found is that most of the jobs actually fell within five to ten, five to eight years of experience. So uh, the number I've seen thrown out there is 10, and I, I understand why people would say that number. But if you actually start looking through these uh, job postings, you'll find that most of them are five plus years Java development experience, six plus years C++ development experience, four plus years of, so it, it sort of tends, I would say most of them fall in that five to year, five to eight year experience levels, what they're sort of expecting. There are outliers. There's some that were less at like four. There's some that were higher up at 10, but most fell in that five to eight year experience level. So when it comes to experience, the amount of years doing something for a senior level developer, what you, what I found on Indeed, the, the average or the range tended to be five to eight years. When we look at junior developers, that range was zero to two. And as a matter of fact, most of the job postings didn't even mention number years of experience because it makes sense. They know that for a junior developer, most of those people are probably going to be people right out of college or people who've you know, come out of some boot camp or people who taught themselves how to code or teaching themselves how to code. They're expecting to have to train a, a junior level developer. And so, you know, they're not going to put a number of years of experience on there because they're not expecting you to have any uh, experience doing this. They're expecting you to be open-minded, willing to learn, maybe have a basic understanding of certain things, but they know they're going to have to train you. But the numbers I did see, it was usually between zero and two. So that that's sort of your benchmark for junior level developers. Mid is, as I mentioned before, kind of in between. So in that two to five year range, although I'll, I'll tell you, it's, it's really weird when you start looking for intermediate or mid-level developer job postings, some of them said 10 years, some of them said more than what a lot of the senior level jobs said. So it, the, the mid is like kind of this weird area when it comes to uh, experience level. But I would guess if you're in that two to five year, year, year range, you're going to be able to sort of position yourself as an intermediate or mid-level developer and be able to get paid more than someone who maybe is coming in as a junior level and so forth. So that's the the data I found when it comes to time. The The next thing that we want to look at is performance. So I'm going to link to this. So I, I went through, uh, again, on Indeed, I went through uh, some of the different job postings and so forth looking at this. 
And I was sort of putting together, trying to put together a concise way of saying what what the trends sort of were. And I was doing some other research and I came across this post on Stack Stack Exchange where someone asked a, a similar question about what it takes to be a senior level developer. And one of the answers there really summed up well what I was sort of seeing with Indeed and so forth and what I would say are, are in terms of performance, the things that you're going to need to be able to do. So I'm going to link to that because that person obviously deserves credit for that answer, but I'm going to sort of run through what they said here and then just add a little bit of my own thoughts. So they said, you can call yourself a senior when you can handle the entire software development lifecycle end-to-end, you can self-manage your projects, and you can you lead others or others look to you for guidance. And I would put a little asterisk by that last one. So the idea here is that if you're a senior level developer, you're generally going to be able, you're going to be expected to oftentimes running a team, although not necessarily always running a team, but you are going to be expected to understand whatever sort of company you're working at and the the products that they they happen to be creating or whatever the technical thing is that they're creating. You're going to you're going to be expected to know that uh, development life cycle from start to finish inside and out and be able to run it yourself to be able to them put you on a big project and you be able to manage it all by yourself if you need to or if required be able to bring in other people to work on a team with you and and be able to lead them through that same process that's ultimately what's going to be expected of you as a senior level developer again every company every job that's going to be a little bit different some may expect you to lead a team constantly some may ex- never expect you to do that some may have but i would say generally speaking what i saw from the data uh and the research that i did is that those are the thing they're going to they're going to expect that they can come to you with an idea and you be able to sort of de- de- work with them to develop it build out a plan for getting it built work with others to get it built if you need to or be able to just kind of code it out or or build it out yourself if if that's appropriate so at that senior level that's uh, i mean you're going to they're going to expect you to really be able to do it from start to finish and in terms of a junior level developer I can tell you most of the the key sort of phrases that I, I found on there were things like under close supervision, works in a team, willing to work, hard worker. Hey, a junior level developer, they're not expecting a ton from you. They're really just sort of expecting you to be willing to learn, to be able to take direction and, and, and feedback and be able to grow from that and ultimately grow into a mid-level developer. So again, a junior level developer is something that you don't really need a ton of experience in order to get into those sorts of positions because a lot of these companies are starving for developers as it is. And they're they're just looking for someone who wants to do it, who wants to learn and, and you know has a good set of intangibles. And if you have those intangibles, then they can teach you all the technical stuff that you need to know. And by intangibles, I mean work ethic, Oh, you know, maybe intelligence or at least persistence when it comes to difficult tasks and and all those sorts of things. So most of the time, that's what you're going to need at a junior level position. For a mid-level position in terms of performance, you're going to, uh, keywords that are key phrases are going to be things like without supervision. So they should be able to give you a particular task and really shouldn't have to manage you a ton. You should be able to execute on that without a ton of 
you know, someone looking over your shoulder. Uh, words like trusted, meaning if they give you a task and they're not going to have to supervise you, they also know that you're going to get it done on time. You're going to get it done to a certain sort of level. You're going to know the best practices, you know, and, and all the, the, the patterns and the way that the company does stuff and so forth. You're going to know all that and you're going to do it that way. So trusted. I would say that someone at this level understands the development life cycle, right? But couldn't necessarily sit down all by themselves and lay it out and design, uh, sit down and sort of design how an execution plan for or, or a plan for how they're going to build something. But they understand sort of the the life cycle. They understand you know the project sort of management cycle. And, and they know what's coming. They just couldn't necessarily sit down and plan it all out themselves like a senior level developer could. And a mid-level developer, it, it will will not necessarily be expected to mentor, although some companies they very likely could. But they they will often find themselves mentoring in different situations. The junior developers there because the junior doesn't necessarily want to go to the senior, so they ask the mid. And the mid knows the answer, and so that that sort of thing. So. When you you find yourself maybe starting to getting a lot of questions from other junior level from junior level developers, and uh, you know you're able to answer those questions and all these sorts of things, then that's when you're maybe moving up into that mid level developer range. All right, so then the last criteria here is knowledge. So this is going to be what you're expected to know, and so again from sort of just looking through the data. It, a senior level developer is someone who is going to be expected to know whatever stack the company is working with sort of inside and out. So it could be LAMP, it could be WAMP, it could be MEAN, it could be whatever hell else is out there these days. But whatever the stack is that the company is working with, you're going to know that sort of inside out to the point it's sort of, it's a little bit kind of, it's almost silly. Like it's really easy for you because you've done it so much. Uh, you know it so well that you know that there's not a lot that comes at you that really surprises you and, and and so forth. So again, you're gonna know the stack inside and out. Your research time on most projects, and this is projects that you know maybe you've done something similar before and ones that you haven't. But your research time on most projects is probably going to be low because you already know the stack inside. Uh, and out, and so it's just a matter of applying it in a different way. And you would be the person that can answer impromptu questions kind of quickly and easily. The person that they would want to bring to meetings, maybe with clients or with, you know, the CEO, of the company, or whatever. These big sort of important meetings to have someone there who has technical knowledge that can answer these questions, sort of that might come flying at you right off the cuff. You know the stack. You know the projects. You know everything so well that you can sort of handle that. So that's when you would start to, when you start getting to that level, that's when you're sort of reaching into that senior level uh, developer range in terms of knowledge. For a junior, again, it's all, all sort of almost exact opposite. So you're learning the stack. You probably don't know everything about it or anything about it. Anything that you do is going to take heavy amounts of research uh, for you to to execute on, you are probably asking a lot of questions, and ultimately, what their what their ultimate what the company is looking for and the people you're working with is someone who's 
passionate about the technology, who actually wants to work in the technology you're working in, and someone who's passionate about getting better and learning and growing and being good and, and having a standard for themselves so that you can, you can move into that, that mid-level range of being trusted because you care about your own work. You have a sense of ownership of it, a sense of you have your own sort of standards. And that's what sort of what they're looking to try and find out. If you're going to be someone who cuts corners or is sloppy or doesn't take direction very well or doesn't take feedback very well, etc. So those are all going to be sort of the determining factors at a junior level. And you're just your knowledge is going to be really low at that level. In terms of a mid-level developer's knowledge, they're going to know the stack and they're going to be able to do their job and they're part of, of something and their tasks, you know, p- without really much supervision or having to do much research or any of that sort of thing. But if you get them outside of that, they maybe haven't had as much experience outside of what is their sort of core job. And so they might struggle. And as a result, uh, they're going to have low research time on their common tasks, the things that they do all the time. They're going to know those things inside and out. But they're going to have to do heavy, a lot heavier research, almost like a junior level developer, on new tasks, on things that they haven't done before. And of course, as they, as that person sort of moves along in their career, they're going to have more and more new tasks that they get exposed to, and that's sort of how they round themselves out into a senior level developer who, not only has, when a new project comes along or a new task comes along probably have seen something similar in the past because they've done so many things, but also has just developed a sort of method for how they deal with the unknown and it doesn't really bother them and they're able to move through it really quickly and, and, and that sort of thing. So a mid is sort of going through that that growing phase or that learning phase. They're probably going to be less, you know, you're going to be less comfortable with impromptu questions. Some you'll be able to answer if it's in your wheelhouse, but if you get outside of that, you're really not going to know. And so you might be someone that you bring you might find yourself going to a meeting uh and and being brought in sort of as a subject matter expert along you'd probably go in along with your senior developer or a senior developer who would know that specific questions asked of you you're going to know the answer to but outside of that they're going to sort of run cover for you and be like well that's not really what he or she does she, he you know they're not going to know this particular answer and and that sort of thing that's when you know you're in that sort of mid-level range and you're probably still you know learning the, as i mentioned the development cycle not necessarily what it is but how to actually plan it out and run it yourself so if i were to try and break all this down into sort of a a TLDR <laughs> and give you the 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 hard hitting distinctions here I would say that a senior level developer is someone that if I were a client or a CEO or whatever, a product manager, et cetera, I could go to a senior level developer and I could give them an idea. I could explain to them what I want the end product to sort of look like. And then they could take just that little bit of information and run with it, spec it out, create a a, a development plan for how it's actually going to get done, execute it lead a team if necessary and and get it done. And of course, going back and forth with me and feedback and all that sort of stuff. But they they could basically take an idea and execute on it. A mid-level developer is someone who I could go to and I could give them a specific task and specific parameters and they could execute on that with very little guidance. And if the task especially if the task is within their wheelhouse. 
If it's something that they haven't done before, then I know that the time for them to get it done is probably going to be increased and the guidance that they're going to need is, is going to go up a little bit. But that's sort of what a mid-level developer is going to be able to do. They're going to do be able to do specific tasks. They're going to be able to uh, execute on the things that they've done before very, very quickly at a, at a high quality level, all that sort of thing. A junior level developer, I, the best way I think I can say it is that they're mids in training. You're a mid in training if you're a junior level developer. You're probably going to not even give them a full task. You're going to give them part of a task. You know, They're going to have lots of questions. They're going to have to do ro- lots of research. They're probably not going to do it up to your standard the first few times. But your job is to show them what the standards are to help them be able to reach those standards, give them the training and the information, the guidance and the encouragement and all that sort of thing to be able to execute at the level that you you want them to. So that's sort of the 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 TLDR between those. Again, time range, you know, junior zero to two, a mid two to five, a senior five plus sort of, again, as a general rule of thumb from the data I saw. So uh, again, that's that's sort of my breakdown of the whole thing. Obviously, there's different, there's flux in all of this sort of thing, and you're never really fully in one. You're sort of in one maybe and, and growing into another, and you're going to, you know, a mid may be able to do some things a senior does, but has other things where they're more at a junior level. It's all sort of gray and, and muddy in, in, in some ways, but those should hopefully give you some some a little bit more clear distinctions based on off actual data from jog postings that are out there. now. Of course, uh, when it comes to all of this, in particular, when we're talking about PHP, one of the things that, you know, you when I created my PHP course that I thought a lot about was this whole idea of junior to mid to, to uh, senior level type developers. And that's why you may have heard me talk about this in the past, but uh, the course over on Udemy, the way it's broken down anyway, the sections one through four are really about going from junior to mid. It's about starting off with basic syntax and just teaching you some of the basic sort of knowledge that you need in PHP to just be able to do do simple things. But by the end of those four sections, you're getting into MySQL, you're getting into creating database classes, you're getting into writing prepared statements and all that sort of thing where you, for where knowledge-wise, you're actually reaching into that mid-level sort of developer range. And then sections five through seven over there where it's the object-oriented part, it's some of the more projects with the login script and the PHP forms and that sort of thing. That's where really my idea is you going from mid to senior because when you really learn all of that, when you go through all those and you get through seven section, uh, the the seventh section, and you really learned it all, you know it all. You should be able to build, design, and build professional level applications. That's what I really hammer home in the object oriented programming uh, part of that is building professional level applications, and you should understand the process of that so well that if you're given a particular project or, or something that you need to build, you should be able to look at it and sort of spec it out, break it down by the objects and, and the different classes you're going to need and how to make all of it come together. I sort of show you all of that uh, inside the object-oriented programming course, and you're going to be able to do that uh, and, and run that sort of process from end to end and then just sort of go through uh, building it out. And if you needed to, because you've organized and broken it down properly, and I've shown you how to use interfaces, which is, is helpful for working in a team, you would actually be able to, if you needed to work with a team and be able to have individual 
developers work on individual pieces of that application to to have the whole thing come together. So anyway, that was kind of my idea when I created the PHP course was to take you from sort of a junior level to senior level when it comes specifically to the knowledge aspect of of PHP in particular with that language. So uh, and again, I, I I think it does a pretty good job of that. The the reviews and, and the ratings and stuff that I've got over there seem to speak to that. Anyway, if you want to learn more about that course, it's johnmorrisonline.com slash PHP. Again, that's the course over on Udemy where you get access to all of those sections in one sort of mega course. So again, johnmorrisonline.com slash PHP. All right. If you like this episode, I'd appreciate it if you would share it with someone who you think would benefit from getting this question answered from them. I'd greatly appreciate that. Also, all the past episodes of the show and the links to uh, subscribe on Android, iTunes, TuneIn, all that you can find at johnmorrisshow.com. And finally, if you will rate and review the podcast over on iTunes, I would really appreciate that. And I will give you module one of my PHP 101 course for free for doing that. You can get all the instructions for that, again, at johnmorrisshow.com. Just click the Start Here link at the top. All right, that'll do it for this episode. Thanks for watching. We'll talk to you next time.